you're listening to Wolves Radio. I'm Gemma Frith and I'm joined by club commentator Mikey Burrows for a special new series of episodes with our worldwide Wolves supporters. Mikey, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Gem. Uh, the sun is shining, summer has finally arrived and that means that pre-season will be here upon us very shortly. So not too long to wait. Yes, it's going to come around quickly now and the weather is absolutely beautiful. I think we had some really rubbish weather in uh, April and May and it's definitely uh, making up for it now with lots of sun. So uh, it's nice to be out and enjoying it. But today we are joined by Tony from Wolves Island. Thank you so much for joining us, Tony. How are you? Great, I'm Mikey. How are you? Uh, Great great to be invited onto your show. Um, Unfortunately, uh, I think our summer left here <laughs> um, uh, so it's dull, and uh, but anyway, we'll we'll keep bright, keep the head up, you know. New manager on the way, so uh, you know, we'll be positive. Yes, lots of exciting times ahead, and of course, congratulations are also in order for you as you've just been announced as the Worldwide Wolves Chairman of the Year. So, absolutely, congratulations for that, Tony. Yeah, the thrill, absolutely, lost for words on that one. It was actually when when I heard I was actually sitting in this chair, and of course, me being a bit of a wind up merchant thought, ah, oh, yeah, somebody's <laughs> somebody's having a joke here, you know. But then, no, but eventually, yeah, I copped on, got great honour. I was just totally over the moon with it, you know. Yeah, it sounds like it's very very deserved, and you'd also previously won overseas supporter club of the year too. So um, you're doing some amazing work in Ireland, which we will hopefully hear a bit more about as we as we go through today's uh, episode. But firstly, let's start right at the very beginning. Now we can tell by your accents that uh, you are from Dublin in Ireland. But how did you become a Wolves fan? That back in the late 60s, early 70s, when I would have started playing football as a kid. And then and all, everybody everybody around at the time seemed to support United. Uh, Leeds and Arsenal were two, another two of the big clubs at the time. And I, it was only when I started playing organised football that everyone really started talking about the teams to support. And I was kind of going, it kind of flitted around. I just gone to watching games. So uh, I, I just started buying the shoot magazine and that magazines at the time and flicking through and I kind of saw these wolves, you know, colours and, and I said, like, ah, yeah, nobody else supports them. I'm going to support them. <laughs> so I was a 10, 11 year old. That was my team. And it's just taken over my life, you know, since then. Do you know what, like, Tony, it, more and more when we do these interviews, you realise, like, that there may be an element of being a Wolves fan that likes to be a bit different whether you're in Malaysia, New York, or Ireland, or even just in Wolverhampton, there's something within you, and I can tell from looking at you, it's like, yeah, I quite like being a little bit different to other people. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is, I, I, I say to people, you know, that kind of, you know, I walked down the street in the Wolves Top, and like, I was up last week getting new tyres in my car up in the, the local town. And uh, when I came in to collect the car, and he comes up and he goes, Wolverhampton, you know. I said, yeah. I said, but Man United or Liverpool... He wouldn't bat an eyelid, you know. But it's the thing, though, because in other countries, like only in the last couple of years would people have been recognised. But we have an image of in Ireland, especially, what, 10 years ago or so, considering we had Mick McCarthy as manager and then yeah. Kevin Doyle, Stephen Hunt, Stephen Ward, Kevin Foley, Andy Keogh. Like, half the team was Irish, so surely we were massive in Ireland a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and also, um, Wolves were over a lot in, in pre-season. The mm-hmm. 2007 up till what 12 13 
2006 would have been the first time I got to Molyneux. Now, I'd been over a couple of Wolves games, away games, in, in the years before that. But like in 2007, I think Wolves played in Bray pre-season. And I went out there, and there were these Wolves fans standing on the grass watching the game. And I was there. Didn't know anybody. But at least there are other Wolves supporters here. You know, and I know a lot of them were, had travelled over. But there were Irish lads there as well. And jumped two years ahead. And I'm going to pre-season in Malahide or in Carton House. And, you know, you know everybody there. You know, because you started going to games. You started meeting people. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're, a little, you're a big family, you know, rather than be just on your own. And I think a lot of guys that I've spoken to, they were, they found it hard to travel over because they didn't, they'd never been to Wolverhampton. They didn't know anybody in Ireland that went over to games. But as soon as we, in the last 10, 12 years, when we've all met each other, we've increased the group and we, we, we'd probably have at least half a dozen travel over to every game, you know. You talk about people like not realising more Wolves fans in Ireland. Um, on the podcast series that we've been doing since lockdown, the My Golden Game, Dennis Irwin is the first episode. Yeah. And, and he talks about being a Wolves fan as a kid in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing that there's a guy, um, Lord rest him, uh, a guy called Noel O'Reilly. He was a coach. He actually, he was. A, if you heard Brian Kerr, he was the Irish yeah, man. Yeah, uh, he was his assistant. Noel was his assistant. Noel was the first person that I actually heard was a Wolves supporter, and that would have been back, you know, outside of myself back in the mid seventies, you know. And yeah. I was, God, you know, somebody, somebody kind of famous is, is a Wolves supporter, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, but. Uh, it's amazing the kind of connections out there, you know. A couple of years ago, this guy rang me from Cork on Thursday, and he says, uh, "Tony, uh, uh, I just got your number. Um, my uncle died, you know." I said, "Oh, God, terribly sorry, you know." Uh, he said, "Yeah, but he was a Wolves fan, and uh, his funeral is next Monday, and I've been trying to get something from Wolves shop, and they can't get it over to me. What can you do?" <laughs> Wolves had given out a scarf with the season ticket. Yeah, season. So only about three years ago. So uh, I says, right, listen, I, I have a scarf. You wanted something to put in the coffin, you know? Mm-hmm. I said, I have a scarf. Right. I said, where are you? So I'm in Cork. I said, I'm in Meath. Um, right. Do you have anybody? So he had a niece traveling down to the funeral and she was traveling on Sunday. So I hopped in the car on Sunday, drove into Dublin, met her. Handed over the scarf, off she went, you know. And I mean, the guy, in fairness, he got in touch with Alan Adams with a piece in the programme about it a couple of weeks later, you know. So, you know, those sort of things really kind of make you realise. That's incredible. You've really extended out the, the Wolves family in Ireland. So then how did you come to start the Supporters Club? Was it shortly after you went to that first match back in 2006? Uh, it was within a couple of years. Uh, the following season, I went over to maybe three or four games and then mm-hmm. the following season, a few more joined up. There, there was an Irish Supporters Club on the Wolves website, but the contact, it, it just kind of fizzled out. And um, so Facebook was was all the rage. Started up a Facebook page, Wolves in Ireland. Um, another guy, Andy Taylor, started up Irish Wolves Facebook page. Andy's page, the Irish Wolves page, was seemed to be taken off more. So I got in touch with Andy. Yeah, Grant, he'd been in touch with a guy that was involved with the club that started in the early 90s. So between the three of us, we kind of built up. We had probably at that stage 60 or 70 people on Facebook following us and that. So we said, yeah, it might be something here. So Andy had got around, rang a load of people. And so we arranged a meeting then in early 2011 in Dublin. 
And um, yeah, we had probably about 20 or 30 people there. Then we said, we said right, we'll start the club. And uh, it's just, you know, since then, it's just taken off. Well, it's been going strong now for 10 years. You said the first meetup in, in 2011. Has your plan always been to sort of organise trips over to Molyneux, trips away to, to watch the game? Or do you watch uh, domestically in Ireland as well as, as a group? We, we, we have our meetings here in Ireland. Um, we normally have about six meetings. We'll have our AGM August, before, try to have it before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Um, Dublin is kind of our, our base in, in Leinster, but we have had meetings in Port Leash. And uh, in the West, we've had meetings in Galway, but the, our next one is in Balahadrine. We have nice. um, a lad over there who runs a pub, and he actually put a picture up the other day. These wooden cable things, people use them for tables. They're big, big wooden oh, okay. painted in the wool's colours, and it's outside oh. the back of the pub, you know. So any of the lads that don't go over kind of arrange themselves to meet up, whether it be in Cork or yeah. in the, for, for the game. So, um you know, we're we're being, we're not around most of the time for games. We're over at them, so. And Tony, have you ever had any special guests visit uh, Wolves Island? Yeah, uh, well, it, it's funny you should ask because um, a couple of years ago, twenty nineteen, around October, because of our involvement with Worldwide Wolves, um, Alan Perrins arranged for Steve Bull to come over. Oh, amazing! And, uh, yeah, a, a legend, a Wolves legend. So we arranged a, a pub in O'Connell Street, Murray's. It's a big pub in O'Connell Street, and they, we had a room in there and. Uh, we actually had we had about oh, we had about seventy or eighty. There's a few lads even came oh, over wow. from, from Dudley, you know. So we had about seventy or eighty, and he arrived and he gave the full day, you know. And he was there till I think he, had, he nearly missed his flight. He'd be there about seven or eight <laughs> o'clock, you know. He was dragged out of the place to, to get his flight home. But like that was, you know, as as I said to to one of the lads afterwards, I said, "Jesus, where do we go from this?" You know, <laughs> you know, you know, we build up to these things with a steep ball, you know. Who's, who, who would you have next? But uh, it was a fantastic day. And as I say, we, people travel from all over Ireland and a few lads from Dudley to uh, to be there in the day. And uh, it was just, it did the heart good to see so many of our, our supporters there, you know? That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, he actually put he actually put a picture up on um, a little video on Facebook on the morning he was coming over, you know? And I have my passport. And my key, you know, and I'm off. And I, have to, I need my passport. Here he was. You know, and you're getting into the car and that. So he really, you know, he really kind of bought into the day, you know. And, oh, that's so lovely. Uh, he was, he, he was great. And, uh, you know, it's funny when you see, you know, you see someone who you've only, well, he, he would have been in the lounge once or twice for a quick chat and get him to sign a program and that, you know. But, um, you know, to me, to, to meet him like that in a day and he, Full of stand, real down to earth guy, you know. Who would you say was your favourite player in your time watching Wolves? Oh, I mean, I have a picture here I got last week. I just got a frame for it there the last couple of days of Derek Dugan. So Dugan, nice. he would have been being, being Irish and that he would have been one of the first players that I would have seen. And John Richards, though, for some reason, the king is uh, was always in my mind. I, I I was talking to the lads, a goal he scored against um, Liverpool. In quarter, league cup quarter final, where he burst past Larry Lloyd and buried it in in seventy four, and uh, you know doing the first images it have from watching just watching these games on telly, you know. More recent times, I suppose, uh, well, Jimenez has to be one of the best. They would be kind of you know off the top of my head now. They would be the the guys that uh, I've I've loved watching over over the last God knows how many years. Favorite game? Oh. 
Favourite game? I, I, I've been thinking about it lately when, when everyone has thrown their favourite games at me. And um, there were a couple of 4-3 games. The one against Leicester recently, uh, when the last couple of years. And uh, funny enough, there was one in about 2015 against Leeds. We were over. I think it was the weekend we were over for. Easter Monday. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Dave Edwards, late winner. And we one of our one of our guys. Uh, he uh, he had an early flight back. He always claims he was there to see Dave Edwards score the goal, and we never believe him, you know, because there was no way he was going to get from. There was about three or four minutes into injury time when Edwards scored the winner, and uh, can't believe you were there. <laughs> he he can't believe he wasn't there. But like every every match has been an occasion, you know. There's always something happens. There's always it's always different. And we got the next game. Phew, <laughs> I shudder to think what we'd be like in the next the next time we're going over. Hopefully, the first game of the season. But uh, we had one lad over at the United game. Oh, nice game! So uh, we did a report. We did a, a chat last week there, you know. So, um, but now nah, it, it's God. I don't know. It, it it you take it's you take things for granted, you know. And uh, yeah. the end of February last year, we were in Barcelona for the Espanol game Wednesday back Friday night. I actually was singing in a competition in Limerick. Oh, nice. Which is 170, 50 miles away on a Saturday. So I left here Saturday morning, came back Saturday night at about 11 o'clock into bed. I was up at half three on a Sunday morning to go to Spurs away and uh, got back Sunday night and we'd Brighton the following Saturday. And uh, then that's it. You know, haven't been at a game since. It's been a long time coming, but you can get back to a, a routine of, of attending Molyneux regularly, which would be amazing. So if you if you do come over at the start of next season, you'll have to let us know and um, we'll make sure we come say hello. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You were very easy to find. <laughs> you talk us through what an average weekend is then. In pre-COVID times, when you were coming to a game, when does it start? How much does it cost? When do you get home? Talk us through it. Okay, I'll try and clean it up as well, okay? Save you any um Over the years, we run it, ran into a system of, you know, you book your flight a couple of months in advance into Birmingham. It's a half-six flight on a Saturday morning. So get a bus at four o'clock. And um, we'd arrive in, in Birmingham Airport at uh, half-seven. We're in Wolverhampton at quarter to nine, you know? I think it dawns on us around one o'clock. It was a mistake. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so we'll go. We'll have breakfast in Witherspoons, the glorious Witherspoons, and uh, we leave there. Uh, no drink until ten o'clock, and uh, we used to go to the Western, the Great Western. Mm-hmm. And they used to open the side door for us, and you know, at ten o'clock, five to ten, and we go in. But we kind of vary it. We vary it now, and and kind of it's all centered towards the getting to the lounge around one o'clock, the Worldwide Wolves Lounge. So mm-hmm. yeah, we meet up. We meet people. I might be meeting somebody with tickets or to give them tickets. So you know, so that's the morning. This is based on a three o'clock kickoff. Yeah. So normally we would get a flight back at around nine o'clock. So we go for a couple mm-hmm. of points into McGee's. I have to mention all these places. Into McGee's pub for an hour after the game, and uh, yeah, we just just get a train out to the airport and home. Yeah, I mean it's a long way to come for for a day trip, so it's incredible dedication. Uh, what sort of numbers do you have on on these trips? How many people from Wolves Island are, are coming over for the game? We'd have uh, we could have anything from three or four up to fifteen. Oh wow! In sixteen, and um, yeah, because I mean with, with with the club, the way like we have we have memberships, Wolves memberships, we have season tickets, so 
people sign up to the club, they might only want to go to one game a season with their with their kid, you know. Or some people want to go two or three games. Some want to go half the games. Some will go to as many games as they can get, you know. You were asking me earlier on, Mikey, about cost. There's a guy I used to sit beside in the seat pool going back 10 years ago. And every time he'd announce, you know, look at this guy, look at this guy. He comes over here to games and he gets here for the tenner. That's cheaper than I can get here. For the- <laughs> I'm sitting there and my face is boiling. You know? <laughs> Flights now are, you know, you probably pay about 30, 40 euro the turn. How much did those plans change then over the, the past year and a half? Of course, we've not had uh, supporters in the stadium until our, our last game of the season, this season. Um, what sort of things have you been doing over the pandemic? Where I'm sitting here now has, has been one of my big projects. This was this was a bedroom. It's, it's been converted into a uh, Wolves football music room. And uh, yeah, nice. anything and everything. I didn't realise how much stuff I had. But the attic uh, is a bit lighter now than it was. I do kind of schoolboy refereeing as well, and I backed my first match tonight for eight months. You know, and raring to go. I haven't even been able to meet lads really with with restrictions here, where you're restricted to account well five kilometres mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of it, and uh, restricted to county then as well for a while. So uh, yeah, it's been it's it's been hard going, you know. And like I do a lot of cycling and walking anyway, so that kind of every day just to keep the head clear you know just go out and am i right in saying that you also have a podcast tony yeah 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 we started up there at the start of the year we'd oh, um, nice. one of our lads put up um the wolf whistle podcast it was an interview with graham turner that jason guy was doing and just you put up on facebook and there were a few comments and one one of the lads said we would know for years and he said uh oh that reminds me of the time i organized a friend a wolves friendly in dundalk something flicked in me has like, ah, that's interesting you know there must be you know if you hear one story there must be a multiplication of a hundred stories out there so um had a meeting with the lads on zoom when we were chatting away and I said listen i have to study what will we do these you know and uh, of course when you make normally you make a suggestion and you have somebody else that can will take it on you know but nobody was taking it on so it landed back in my lap you know <laughs> so, uh, as you were asking earlier it's filled in a lot of time in the last few months you know mm-hmm. and uh I'm sitting, I'm sitting down watching telly and I say, oh, yeah, I better go up and edit that or I better do this or, you know, or I better contact somebody to meet them during the week. You know, somebody tomorrow night now, the lad I was saying that has a pub over in the West, I'm chatting to him tomorrow night now. And uh, as soon as the season starts, our plan will be that we'll have a chat when we go, when we arrive at the, the ground or we are, we're in beforehand to build up, you know, what do you think? What do you think of the game today? And, you know, so, you know, we, we'll do something like that. But at the moment, it's just interviewing I don't mean just but it's interviewing lads that we know that you know have been going over and, and they all have their stories as I was saying earlier you know everyone it's amazing when you bring a group together you know and every the first thing everyone says is I thought I was the only Wolves fan in Ireland you know <laughs> yeah you know and but I, mean, I suppose social media and, and communication is so much easier now than it was 20 30 40 years ago you know yeah that, you know, people. If if people are interested, and I mean, even if they're 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 not too good on social media, they'll have kids or grandkids that can can do it for them. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good, but it, you know, can't wait for the season to start. What's the um, podcast called? Where can people find it if they want to have a listen? It's or just Irish Wolves, Irish Wolves Supporters Club. That's what we call it. And um, Podbean is the app that it's on. But uh, you know, but I actually put them up on our um, website, Irish Wolves. Uh, 
Supporters Club website as well. I put it up in the media section on that. So uh, and just go straight onto the website. And uh, no, so it, it, it's been great in the last few months to keep to keep the head straight, you know. If it ever was, I don't know. <laughs> no, it sounds really good. I think you're going to be uh, giving uh, me and Mikey a run for our money <laughs> with your podcast and yeah, your so many, pod- so many podcasts out there now from a Wolves point of view. It's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, it's great. You know, I'm, like, I'm talking to these lads that I've known for at least 10 years. And I'm hearing stories that, oh, God, you know, and I, I, you know, you might see a guy in the airport for 10 minutes and you get on a flight and you might see them now for another month. And you kind of say, you know, I wonder how he became a Wolves supporter, you know. And when you find out them, you're talking to people and they actually tell you, well, I was, you know, one guy, he had an aunt in Wolverhampton that they used to visit every summer as a kid. And, you know, other guys like myself, just wolves caught their eye back in the 60s, 70s, 80s or whatever. And, and young lads the same. There's one young lad living down in Clare. And um, I assume the accent and everything, I assume, he was, he's in the early 20s that he was born and whatever, you know. And he told me he was born in Wolverhampton. And he moved over to Clare when he was 10 years old. And I said, what happened to your accent? I said, you know, I said, well, West of Ireland, Southwest of Ireland accent, you know, you, you couldn't pick up a trace of Wolverhampton. And so, I mean, it's a, it's like a spider's web, you know, and we're all joined together, you know, it's uh, stuck together, I think. <laughs> there are so many amazing stories and it's actually been a pleasure for us to speak to a couple of people from lots of different worldwide supporters groups um already and hearing everybody's stories of, of how they became a, a wolves fan and um, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you tony today and hear your story hang on well. Gem. are we gonna let him go without getting him to sing he's mentioned a couple of times <laughs> that he's been doing singing surely we want to hear this delightful tones and voice <laughs> oh God. what would you like me to sing it's got to what? be something Wolves-related, surely. <laughs> you're everywhere and nowhere, baby. That's where you're at. Going down a bumpy hillside with your heavy hat. That's it. Yay! That is incredible. A secret talent. I'm going to pay for that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tony. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on Wolves Radio. It's been brilliant talking to you, Mikey and Gemma. Thanks a million. Thanks. Thank you so much. And yeah, hopefully we'll see you at more than you soon. Oh, you will. And hear me. (laughs) Yes.